Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. When I found out my daughter was an addict, I, um, not that it was about me, but I guess part of it was about me because I felt, I felt as if I failed. I, I felt as if I failed. I, um, you know, I, I kept asking myself, where was I? What was I doing? And why wasn't I seeing? Why wasn't I... Uh, why wasn't I on top of this? Why didn't I stop it? Tin foil, spoons, and lighters. That's what today's guest found in her daughter's vanity, but they weren't the makings of a science experiment. Rather, they were drug paraphernalia. Today, we're joined by Christine Naiman. She found out that her daughter was an addict. She's now in recovery, but this whole process was tough not only on her family, but on her faith. Today, Christine will share her story about her daughter, Natalie, and how she managed to get through this deep, dark situation. Today, we're joined by Christine Naiman. She's a wife, a mother, and the author of a book called About Natalie. Now, Natalie is her daughter, and she found it a few years back that her daughter was an addict. She's now taken to paper to write this story in hopes of helping other parents out there. We're going to talk about that book coming up in just a little bit. But first of all, Christine, tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your family. I'm a wife, a mom, a writer from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I... uh was a former kindergarten teacher many, many years ago, and I uh, retired to raise my children. I have uh, two sons and a daughter. Um, I, uh, I am also, um, unfortunately, the mother of an addict. My beautiful daughter, Natalie, uh, is uh, a re- at the moment recovering addict, um, which is a big win. Uh, so... Um, that puts me in a different place than I uh, ever imagined to be, but it's it's now part of my uh, part of my story. Tell us a little bit more about that. When we have our children, when when we give birth to our children, we see this beautiful world. We don't know what path and what road they're going to take. As a mother, when that happened in your life, what was that like for you? Oh, uh, when I found out my daughter Natalie was an addict, it was it was devastating. It was. It was earth-shaking, earth-shattering. It was it was devastating because, um, you know, you do you, you give you give birth um, even before even before you give birth when you find out you know you're pregnant. You, I, I know a lot of um, moms, and I don't think I'm that unique. I I was the same. I you know you kind of you know daydream. You, you daydream. You, you map it all out, and you just envision this perfectly, you know, wonderful life full of just wonderful possibilities, and um, you know, you look at that perfect little baby, and it, the it's it's perfect. You've been handed, you know, a gift from God. You've been you've been you've presented with something, you know, perfect to to care for, and um, I guess you know, you just hope to to foster it and love it, and you know, honestly, not mess it up. And when my daughter. When I found out my daughter was an addict, I um, not that it was about me, but I guess part of it was about me because I felt I felt as if I failed. I, I felt as if I failed. I, um, you know, I, I kept asking myself, where was I? What was I doing? And why wasn't I seeing? Why wasn't I? Uh, why wasn't I on top of this? Why didn't I stop it? Tell us about Natalie, who Natalie is, and just a little bit about her personality. Oh gosh, Natalie is amazing. Um, I know I'm biased, <laughs> my little girl, but she's she's amazing. She's she's the whole package. Um, she's um, 
one of those math and sciencey gifted people, and she's also a um, she's a creative person. Uh, people will discover that in the book because interspersed between my essays are Natalie's uh, poetry, and um, she's a, a gifted poet. Um, but she was a uh, starting from the start. She was an energetic, spirited little baby and little girl, and um, very animated and um, excited about life. And um, she's, uh, I, I guess maybe the only thing is she was just maybe a little bit too adventurous and a little, um, little. Um, she needed to be a little more fearful and a little more cautious in some of her choices. But um, she's an amazing girl, and um, with every day of her recovery, she's, she, we lost that for a while, obviously. But with every day of her recovery, um, she is she's getting back to that. And I always say to people, um, whatever you're picturing about an addict, or maybe even whatever you're picturing about my daughter Natalie, um, if you if you sat down and had one small lunch with her, it would dispel maybe all of those preconceived ideas about her because you would love her. She's funny and she's quirky and. Um, you would like her. And addiction can really hit anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is one of the messages of the, um, which is one of the messages of the, the book. I mean, I, I was a um, very, I like to think you know, tuned in mom. And um, my husband, Natalie's dad, is is a physician. And people often are shocked at that. They think that somehow he could have stopped it. He could have seen it coming. He could have, um, like. Uh, you know, as if we had some sort of inside track to to health, but we we didn't and we don't. We're just um, it happens to everyone, like you said. Tell us about how you discovered that your daughter was an addict. Well, you know, I think you know for me, I I mean, even though I I look back and I it's like to think my eyes were wide open. I, I don't think I don't think they were. Um, it didn't happen. You know, I, I mean, I guess the the ultimate moment happened you know, one particular day, but there were signs. As I, um, you know, as I write about in, in my book about Natalie, I, there were signs that I just wasn't seeing because, honestly, you, I think as, again, I think I'm not that uncommon. You just think that addiction is something that happens to other people and other people's children. It, you know, it's not, it's not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen to your child. There were signs. Um, Oddly enough, there were, um, this is going to sound odd, but there were, um, m- you know, missing spoons. Um, and missing spoons are uh, a sign of, that can be a sign of um, heroin use because um, addicts use spoons to um, enable them to um, take the substance. Um, there, Natalie was sort of, you know, she's falling apart before my eyes as far as being kind of disheveled and uh, sleeping at odd times and eating um, oddly. Um, her behavior was erratic. She was emotional. She was loving one minute. She was angry the next. Um, but there were um, uh, changes in friends, changes in friends, um, you know, people that maybe I, I was less than comfortable for her to be associating with. There were, you know, old friends that were falling off, um, a lot of those things, and then you find, um, you know, maybe like different 
maybe drug paraphernalia, for lack of a better word, lying around, but they're regular things, and unless you put them all together, you don't you don't view them as that. Addicts, unfortunately, you know, use things like foil and spoons and Q-tips and um, those sorts of materials. Well, when you see them lying around individually, you don't you don't put it all together. Uh, one day, I, um, I I just had a feeling, and I just didn't know what we were doing, and I kept finding these things, and you know, remarkably, if you put spoons and foil and Q-tips um, and maybe a couple other things, in a Google search, it pops up as signs of um, heroin use, and that was one of my, one of my telling moments, and... Um, and then one day I found syringes. There obviously was a moment in a, uh, that I couldn't ignore. How did this affect your faith and your beliefs and everything? Or how did that help you to deal with what you were dealing with? Well, it did both. Um, I think ultimately it made, me, it made me stronger in my faith. I, I needed my faith more. I needed um, to hold on to... Um, my face knowing, you know, which I knew was, was very strong and very real, but I can't lie. Uh, I think that, you know, when you're faced with something like this, um, it does shake your face. It does, it does um, make you doubt. Um, you wonder, again, where, where you went wrong. I, 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 I am a faithful person, and I feel that I'm a, a, a good person and fairly devout, but... Uh, and I, I did wonder, I did wonder, you know, why was this happening to me? Why was this happening to her? Um, but ultimately, um, it made my faith even stronger because I needed it more. And I don't think I could have ever gotten through or continue to be getting through without being able to hold on to my belief that, you know, God is absolutely walking this walk with me and Natalie. What has the support been like from the community or the church community in regards to this? I think um, the, 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 the support has been there. The support has been there. I think, I think people don't often, they don't always know how to support but they are there. They do offer their support in words. They do offer um, their support in other ways as far as anything, you know, that they can do. Um, I, I, I read an article one time that um, I think the title of the article was um, No One Sends a Casserole When Your Daughter is a Drug Addict. And those words, I wish I could remember who wrote them, but those words were so impactful to me because I think people know how to be there a little more easily when someone is suffering from a different illness, maybe, you know, uh, suffering from cancer or maybe has had a, you know, a heart attack or uh, something like that. It's a little bit more natural to know what to do um, and people often don't know what to do, but it doesn't mean that they're, they haven't been there. Um, I think that um, it's just a, it's such a sad, uh, addiction is such a sad um, 
illness, and it is so often not overcome that people really don't know what to do and know what to say. And because even though we're trying, and I, I do believe, I, I, I honestly believe um, everyone is trying, um, I don't think we actually obviously have it um, figured out yet, and we don't know how to help addicts, and we don't know how to help their families in order to have them get completely well. As the church community and people of faith, what can we do to help a family such as yours? And there's so many out there that are that are struggling with the same thing. Well, I think what would help... Um, well, I think what would help is, is to um, not run away. Uh, not run away. Um, there are ways to help. I think that um, being there, I mean, something as simple as, you know, do you want to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee? Do you, you know, you can call me, you know, let me be that person you vent to. Um, provide, a, you know, a, a, a way to allow, um, I think a lot of... Um, Parents of addicts feel very isolated and very alone. Uh, You don't know how to talk about it because I think most of us, honestly, are ashamed of it. And, uh, you know, we feel as if we failed and we are ashamed. You know, we feel ashamed. And um, it's hard because um, other people really aren't that eager, understandably, to have maybe your child be exposed to their child. Um, you don't want that influence. And it's very, it's very lonely and very um, devastating to feel as if, you know, you're the parent who failed and your child is the, um, the bad influence. So I think um, just, the, just the good old-fashioned fash- reaching out and being there is what we need the most. Tell us about the book about Natalie and why you have decided to write this book. Well, I um, I had so much to say. I had so much to say, and, and honestly, for years, because unfortunately Natalie has been struggling for, for many years. She, she fell into addiction very, very young, but I kept waiting for, I kept thinking, well, I, I, I really can't write the story until I know the ending. I can't know, I can't write the story until I know what the last page is going to be, what the, that, that she achieved health and she was going, you know, and, and we had a happy ending. And then what I had to say just grew and grew. And then one day it just dawned on me. And um, I consider this honestly a, maybe a little whisper whisper from God saying, you know, don't, you don't need to wait until the end. There's so much to say. Tell the truth. And I I feel that so many people are probably struggling right in the middle of it, like I am, more so than people who have won or lost. And um, I want to help those people, the people who are right in the middle of it, uh, losing, um, you know, possibly losing their way. I, uh, the book has, is really just a couple basic purposes, and the book is simply to reach out 
to loved ones of addicts and say you're not alone. Your thoughts and your feelings um, are not um, unique, and we all have them. And honestly, I wanted to tell people that you know addicts are not monsters. Addicts are people's loved ones. They're you know brothers, sisters, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, children, grandchildren. They are. They're all of us, and um, they're not monsters. They're not other people's loved ones. They're our loved ones. For people who want to learn more about you, about your book, about your daughter, uh, how do they go about doing that? Well, there's com and there's aboutnataliebook.com. Available there. For our listeners out there who are going through something very similar or exactly the same as what you and your family have been going through, What's one thing that you would say to them? I would say, um, hold on. Hold on with everything you have to your loved one. Uh, love them, love them, love them. And um, as I did, hold on to your faith. Hold on in what you believe in. Um, believe in them. Believe in um, your faith. Uh, and I do believe if you um, really just hold on as tight as you can, there is a way to come out the other side. And for those who are completely unaware of exactly how exhausting something like this can be and have never struggled through a situation like this, what's one thing that you'd like them to know? Oh, I'd like them to know that it's probably, um, there's someone out there that they can help. There's someone out there that they can help with their strengths. They can they can, um, hopefully they'll never be the one touched by it, but you are touched by it. You can reach out and be uh, a healer. You can be support and comfort for someone else if you're lucky enough to not be directly touched by addiction. Thank you, Christine, for joining us today and being vulnerable and sharing your story in hopes of helping others. Don't forget to subscribe to the Connections podcast with Mike, Tom, and Colleen Hood. You can find it at podcastfield.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.